Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavelle, and today is October 14th, 2022, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined by a guest today, John Dillman of Foodliner. Hello, John. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday, Michael. Welcome back to our podcast. Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, the invitation to come back. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You know, I thought today, well, let's talk about something fun first, shall we? Sure. Who, who do you root for in the NFL or do you even follow the NFL? Are, are, you, are you insinuating that trucks are not fun? <laughs> well, I had a trucker joke, but it really uh, wasn't all right. appropriate. So I had to go I, to the NFL. <laughs> I, am, uh, I hail from the hills of Pennsylvania, so I yeah. am a diehard Steelers fan. So we are having... Okay. We are having an interesting year. You are, and um, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, you know, to be successful long term, you have to bring up the next generation, right? You you guys held on to Roethlisberger for too long, right? Well, is that what you're going to tell me? No, I'm going to tell you that every Yinzer in Pennsylvania is ready to win again. So they're they're, they're not very tolerant of this whole rebuild thing. So I can assure you that they are. Uh, and I, I will also tell you that when they saw him uh, take on a defensive lineman last week and, and uh, they're all like, oh, yeah, that's our guy right there. Really? Okay. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was that was good for Kenny. A tough, a tough quarterback, a tough team. That's what you need. That's what the Steelers are all about, aren't they? That's it. You know, it's and Nicole the, is a big fan of the Steelers. I don't know if you know that Nicole, that, who's regularly on here, loves the Steelers. Well, good for her. Yeah. Good, so good, um, good taste. So yeah, we'll, we'll see a, how it goes. It's a great city, and it's a great city not only to see a NFL game but a baseball game as well. It's just beautiful. So it is, maybe, it maybe is. we'll go sometime, John. We should do that. It is a uh, it is a beautiful park that uh, rarely has a team. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. It's usually the farm the farm league for the rest of the uh, major league. So yes, yes, yes. But it's it's I've I've been there. I've had the opportunity to see a game and a Great beautiful spot. evening, and it's just it's just awesome. It's absolutely awesome. It's fabulous setting by the river. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about freight because last time we talked uh, really kind of the the challenges in the freight industry, what you guys were dealing with, and what a lot of our listeners right now I thought we would talk about is what to expect moving forward. Okay. A lot of ingredients are getting negotiated, and obviously freight's a big piece of that. So let's dig into that. What are we seeing and what what kind of things are driving price increases for this next year? Certainly. Yeah, it, it certainly is the, the season. We are uh, uh, well into uh, conversations, negotiations, and looks into what 2023 uh, will hold. We are still seeing prices being driven from pretty much every every part of our business uh it's it's yeah. hard for us to find anything that we are buying or consuming that uh costs uh, less than it did either a year ago or even at the beginning of the year so driver yeah. wages remain a major part of it uh, equipment costs more uh, maintenance and tires and parts cost more so it, it it continues to put a lot of stress uh on our operations and in our markets uh, as we look forward so Predicting what that's going to look like in 2023 is is always the uh, interesting part of uh, of our jobs. 
Absolutely. And, and I think that it's not just uh, looking at the ingredients and the overall delivered cost on the ingredients. Um, but yeah, like you said, pretty much everything it's, it's built in from, you know, and we've seen, uh, over this last year struggles, uh, with delays and rail stuck being stuck rail, uh, labor negotiations, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think it's just been a, a continued issue. So it looks like we're going into a year of 23 with more increases from the freight aspect. Do you want to uh, do you want to kind of dive a little bit more into uh, uh, some of the challenges that you're you're having uh, that is causing some of these uh, increases in your your world? Sure. I mean, we continue to see uh, driver wages. Uh, we yep. that, those have been um, a constant move. Uh, we yep. have done programs within our group both uh, across the board as well as targeted particular uh, markets that continue to bring challenges. Uh, we see that continuing into 2023 and trying to determine right now what level that needs to be for us, as well as every aspect. Mechanics cost more, tank washers cost more. We have seen some uh, remarkable increases right now in the uh, cost of a tank wash, uh, both in places that we operate the tank wash or where we are buying it from a third party. We're seeing pretty much across the board those costs. Yeah. So finding drivers, getting drivers that pay the drivers, uh, all the equipment, uh, the washes, which is a really important thing. I think there's a lot of uh, food manufacturers that have uh, special requirements for washes. So, of course, that's going to cause an increase as well. So if you were to, uh, you know, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but maybe I will. But uh, <laughs> uh, how much of an increase uh, would you, if you were budgeting uh, and you were one of our listeners, what what type of increase percentage do you think uh, would be reasonable to budget? A year ago, as we looked out, uh, we didn't see anything that was going to be less than double digits as we went into 2022. Yeah. As we go into 2023, we see, those, we see it coming in um, under that number. Uh, we have mm. already put uh, increases in place that, that were 9% or higher. Mm -hmm. Kind of depends on the operations and where things are at and, mm -hmm. and what's happening with volume. Again, we, we continue to see the marketplace move uh, more towards dedicating assets and trying to lock up capacity mm. and, and finding ways to... Uh, find that value and eliminate some of the hassle of the day-to-day -day yeah. assets available in the marketplace. Yeah. And um, obviously you deal with tons of different food manufacturers, distributors, et cetera. What types of things make a, a, a good partnership and easier for you guys these days? I know it's predictability of what's happening in the future, but is there anything else that you found has been successful working with your clients and maybe the listeners out here can tell their freight department well, <laughs> that works with you? You know, the, the key thing is that if, uh, and I think we have seen an improvement in this over the past couple of years as it, uh, as we came in and out of all that was around uh, COVID, the customers kind of taking into consideration the the life of the driver and the impacts of things that, that take place there. Mm. Um, but it really is, that comes down to us what that battle is. Uh, weekends are, uh, weekends are always an issue delays. Mm -hmm. Drivers want to come to work and they want to get their load. And they want to drive and they want to make their deliveries and they want to go home. And even though we can pay them guarantees and we can pay them 
uh, detention dollars, the less of a hassle that we that we can have for them, uh, and the smoother it goes, the better for certain. And uh, like you said, the predictability of time of day and when their start times are and knowing that uh, if they're dispatched to be up and out the door at four in the morning, that they're not going to get a phone call at two o'clock telling mm-hmm. them not to come in for four hours. Things like that just yeah. just uh, just weigh on them. And we end up losing drivers in places that uh, we think they have a pretty good situation going on. But they just they just aren't uh, they just don't want to put up with some of the hassle. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, I, it, it's definitely been a challenge because, as as, as you can attest, it's every part. Uh, it's that communication piece. But you know, if there's a rail delay, that you know starts the delays, uh, and and it just kind of compounds from there to uh, the driver that comes picks it up, and then he arrives, and maybe he's not ready uh, to be unloaded because of a plant issue. So it all has to come together. It all compounds here. Exactly yeah, right. absolutely. How about, um, is there anything uh, on the regulation uh, standpoint that's been a, a challenge for you? Or, um, you know, I mean, you, you've seen reports out there of uh, on the rail side, and I know you don't do rail, but uh, labor disputes and union disputes. Uh, is there anything out there that uh, uh, you're keeping your eye on? You know, at this point in time, we we haven't. Um, we did see a lot of uh, a lot of our customers that were trying to be prepped and wondering what was going to happen if the rail strike came about, which would have made it quite interesting when there was no capacity to begin with. But um, mm. yeah, no, no, from a from a regulation standpoint, that we haven't seen anything new. We haven't had a, a lot of things that impacted us to a to a point that we've had to manage around at this point in time. So. That's a good thing. That's great. That is that is good news. <laughs> we'll take the win. We'll take the win because I can tell you, you know, I, I know uh, uh, I'm sure you were watching it closely, but when all this went down with a potential union strike oh. on uh, the rail, I mean, it was, you know, it's it's not that our, our community of, of in the food industry needed more to worry about because you know, they would cause their suppliers. They're like, what's the contingency? And it's like, if rail shuts down, I don't know. And uh, that's uh, that's a pretty scary thing. So absolutely good to hear. Yeah. Is there anything else uh, that you'd like to leave our listeners with uh, before we let them get off to their weekend? I don't have anything earth shattering to share this morning, Michael, but okay. um, certainly I think that uh, our success and, and as we continue to grow in the marketplace, why uh, our best relationships are those customers that we're able to to talk openly and, and uh, honestly with about the difficult topics and, and uh, can share ideas and information and, and work together to find solutions. So those have been the best uh, relationships for us. And we look forward to continuing to, to do so as we grow in the marketplace. Excellent. Well, thank you, John. That's uh, John Dillman of Foodliner Executive Vice President. Uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, I'll remind everybody, if you're not an IQ subscriber, please, please reach out to us. Take it for a test drive. John, we have a brand new publication, uh, a blog that's on our IQ. It's called the Commodity Insights Weekly. And basically, all of our analysts put their thoughts for different uh, categories, such as sugar, edible oils, cocoa, wheat, corn derivatives, fruit, energy, 
uh, and just what they're seeing commercially in the market. So uh, a very cool publication that we just uh, started posting on our IQ Weekly every, I believe, every Monday. Um, so uh, if you're an IQ subscriber and you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out. Excellent. And, and John, as you know, I always like to say live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute moment with your friends and family. Don't take it for granted. Enjoy every day and uh, do something fun this weekend, something you like to do. John, what are you, you going to do this weekend that's fun? Hopefully watch Penn State beat the hell out of Michigan. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I am because I have a buddy down the street who just redid his uh, garage and uh, he's got a TV in there and I drive by. And he's watching his TV, and last weekend he, he was watching. And he is very excited for that game. He is a Penn State alum, oh. uh, and he is really looking forward to it. And uh, I can tell you there will be very loud sounds. When is the game? It's tomorrow at yeah. what time? I think it's the early game tomorrow. I guess okay. it's going to be Fox's game of the week tomorrow, I believe. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, go Penn State. Let's, let's – uh, well, you know what they say, John. I don't know if you listen. If I root for the team, then – they don't win. So I'm, I'm going to go Michigan. I'm going to go Michigan just for you, man. Uh, I appreciate it, sir. You got it. Well, thank you again, John and listeners. Uh, take care, everybody. Enjoy your weekend until our next podcast. Goodbye. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favel.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.